0: The trafficking and uh, abortion go hand in hand. And so we're seeing that big time in our ministry. We want to get to the root of all of that, because if we can't get to the root of it, you know, they might go back for a repeat abortion and we don't want them to go for a repeat abortion. Welcome to the intersection of faith,
1: family and filmmaking. This is Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm Amber Archer. We're talking about the issues impacting our culture, society, and way of life from a biblical perspective. This is a husband and wife show sharing faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, conversations with the family of believers, and showing the church at work through our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. You can learn more about this show and our filmmaking ministry by visiting our website, fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to share these programs with friends and family and search the archives if you've missed any of these powerfully informative episodes. It's also where you can get involved and help us reach more people by visiting fearlessfeatures.org and come alongside us with that one time or monthly donation. Several of you across the country have pitched in to help us share the power of God's truth in contrast to the issues impacting our children Family and way of life. And we cannot thank you enough. This is a listener supported program. So without you, this could not happen. We appreciate every single one of you. Today, I'm flying solo as host and bringing a former guest back on the show, Miss Serena Dykson, To give us an update on her ministry, she found His Grace Abortion Recovery. We met Serena while producing our documentary film, Inwood Drive, that you can find at the website fearlessfeatures.org. And the movie is about the battle to protect women from being permanently injured at the hands of abortionist George Klopfer. Now, Mark and I interviewed abortionist Klopfer at his Inwood Drive clinic for the film. And shortly thereafter, he died. And it was discovered that he had been hoarding over 2,000 aborted babies at his home and property for nearly two decades. So, Serena, I'm going to bring you in now so you can share with everyone how this horrifying event prompted you to step into the space of redemptive healing for men and women could you give everybody a quick overview of how this event catapulted next steps for you?
0: Yes, I would love to. So uh, just a little bit of my backstory. When I was 13, I had been sexually assaulted by an uncle and taken to George's clinic. And um, it was the only thing that was offered to our family to help. And it did abortion just added more trauma into our lives and our situation and uh, we just, uh, through that process, our, our family fell apart. And when I was 16, I ended up choosing life um, in the uh, parking lot of Planned Parenthood. And, um, but I was still really, really wounded. And it wasn't until um, uh, the movie Unplanned came out and I was sitting in that movie and I didn't know what it was, um, but it was like watching my life unfold in front of my eyes and I heard the Holy Spirit say, now's the time to tell the rest of your story. And I had no idea that God had orchestrated s- something much bigger, mm-hmm. much bigger than I could even imagine. And so for me, I had reached out to our local Right to Life, and I just wanted to reach women at the clinic um, to to uh, talk to them so that they would not abort their babies. And through that process, um through that process a sweet lady asked me have you ever heard of uh, abortion healing and you know at that point I was walking with the Lord I thought I had had a touch of the Lord I thought I had freedom and um, but God had been preparing my heart that I couldn't walk others through that process if I wasn't willing to go there myself and so I went to abortion healing uh, retreat uh, through our local crisis pregnancy center. And um, the Lord met me in such beautiful ways that I didn't even realize. And uh, through that process, I uh, still was walking it out with the Lord. And um, God had just uh, laid it on my heart to do a memorial service for post abortive uh, mothers and fathers. And so I didn't know what that looked like. Um, I started planning it. And the night before, uh, The memorial service is when the news broke of all the babies being found um, at George's um, house. And I just remember that night just crying out to the Lord um, and asking the Lord if one of my babies was Um, one of the babies in the garage. And I just remember the Holy spirit just speaking to me and just saying your baby and all the babies are with me. Why do you think I asked you to share the rest of your story? Mm -hmm. And that, um, from that moment on, um, my story started reaching women around the world. And, um, so we have been able to, um, Reach women in that wounded area and these women are so desperate to touch the hem of Jesus and also walk through that forgiven and that freedom with the Lord and so um, yeah so that's just how I got launched into this ministry of she found his grace it was really um, for me being at a place of brokenness and just crying out to God. And, you know, and he saw me as I was drunk and high and very broken and waited for me to call out his name. And he was just like, reached down his hand and was like, here, take my hand. And that's really how I found his grace and how our ministry launched.
1: And you even wrote a book in which I have, and it was <laughs> it was interesting because I picked it up and i I almost didn't want to put it down. And because, you know, I have other, I have children running around. So of course I was like, I have to take a break and I'm like, Oh, I got
0: to finish this chapter,
1: you know, but there was so much, I think that so many, especially in today's day and age, there are so many children and I, and I can honestly say children who are experiencing trauma in their lives at the hands of, of their home lives, their parents, their caregivers. And so, um, Our our backgrounds are similar. I I didn't have the exact same trauma that you did, but just just trauma in general. And do you see that with like the post-abortive ladies that you work with? Is there trauma in the backgrounds of a lot of these women?
0: Yes, absolutely. So the women that we see coming to us, they've either been trafficked, they um, have been sexually abused, um, they've been abused by their parents, they're being abused by husbands. So there's a lot of abuse and a lot of um, feeling like they have no other choices, like they just feel so busted and so broken. And, um, you know, there's... um, For me, with our ministry, our director, she's she's led abortion recovery for 10 years. And she's like, I've never seen this many women with sexual trauma who have been trafficked, sexually abused and are so broken over abortion. And and uh, literally like, you know, the trafficking and uh, abortion go hand in hand. And so we're seeing that big time in our ministry. And so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of trauma. And so for us, we want to get to the root of all of that um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's um, because if we can't get to the root of it, you know, they might go back for a repeat abortion and we don't want them to go for a repeat abortion. They don't want to go for a repeat abortion either, but Mm -hmm. they're just in their their brokenness. And so we want to get down to the deep roots of that.
1: So it's interesting because we had you on our program you were, you were episode 10, I believe. And here we are, we're at episode 101. So a lot has happened from, from when we first got together and we were talking about this and I, I was so excited to bring you back on. So when we last talked, there was sort of this resistance within the churches to have women like yourself come in and speak to congregations. But could you, I remember you sharing with me a statistic of how many women are affected by abortion could you share yeah. with people again that number
0: Yeah, so one in four women are sitting in the church pew who've had an abortion so there's a lot of women who have been affected and if you think one in four women then how many men how many grandparents how many left a lot of people affected by abortion sitting in our churches and they're just silent and they're suffering and so for us we see a lot of these women Coming to us, like, they're like, we didn't even know this space existed, like our families falling apart, our churches are not talking about this, and we're hurting. And, you know, even, even to the point of them saying our families are... um getting divorced, like divorce is in the family, it's falling apart. And, and, and so we're like, okay guys, Hey church, let's look at this. Like what's really going on here. Let's start getting into the roots. And we've seen uh, a shift in that, especially recently with a project that we have underway. And so it's been really cool to see the church get excited about like, uh, us returning to a space uh, of healing for us as a ministry, um, we feel like God's calling us back to the old Crawford Clinic in South Bend. And um it's been neat to see the church get really excited about that and just like seeing that as a space, as a redemption story for women. And so that's been really, really Really powerful and really exciting for us. All right.
1: And for anybody who's tuning in and they're not sure what the Klopfer Clinic is. So in the movie Inwood Drive, the abortionist George Klopfer, who is in the film, um, you, you see him just briefly at towards the end of the film. And he owned three clinics in Indiana, in Gary, South Bend and Fort Wayne. And now the movie is about the Fort Wayne Clinic that ended up shutting down all three through our, our local government passed ordinances. Um, so he lost his medical license and it, his three abortion clinics were, were closed down. So that's what Serena is talking about. They, through your ministry, she found his grace, abortion recovery. You guys, his, his old building- actually is up for sale and you are raising funds to purchase that building for an abortion recovery center.
0: Someone reached out to me and they said, Hey, finally, the Crawford Clinic in South Bend is up for sale. And I I literally was like, That's great and all, but like our ladies, there's no way that they would want to go back there for healing. And I I just started praying into it. And I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of checked me on that of just like, why would I try to cap what he is capable of doing? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. You know, it was just this crazy thing of like, oh man, I know my father's voice and I know what it's like to step out in obedience, even when it doesn't make sense to me. And so I just started, um, I shared with my team, and my team said, hey, we have to go back and we need to pray. So we went back to the clinic and return to that space. And uh, we prayed in it. We anointed it with oil. We worshiped. And as a team, we're like, yeah, we feel like God's calling us back here. And uh, so I just started sharing with churches kind of our vision of going back to that space and having it as a healing center where we would have our our classes in person, online. We would love to have a remembrance wall um, because we've we reach people around the world and for them to have a landing page to come and be able to share their story and be able to actually um, name their baby and recognize their baby and put that on a wall of remembrance. We just know that it's going to be a powerful place of redemption and that lives are going to be changed and transformed in that place. And so um, we started sharing that vision with churches and they were getting really excited about the redemption story and so that's been the fun part of really churches getting getting excited and and seeing um the powerful um that that god can use that to transform lives and what the enemy meant for harm god is going to turn that to good and so we're we're excited that churches are excited and and yeah so that's where we're sitting at right now with everything Oh, that is so exciting. I mean, it really is because like you
1: said, just, just to recap what what Satan meant for harm, you know, God will use for good. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, such a beautiful, beautiful yeah. story of redemption. Um, yeah. so, so tell me, how are you reaching people right now? And how many women are you serving? And I know you have baby saves. So that's exciting <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. It is, it is. So tell, me, so tell me about She Found His Grace.
0: Yeah, so She Found His Grace really were, so for us, we we um, we meet ladies who have had abortions um, and just really in this broken space of feeling like they don't have any area, the feeling like they've been alone, knowing that they're broken and ready to touch the hem of Jesus. And so um, we've been able to reach so many women around the world and um, they reach out to us and they're like, we didn't even know this existed. Our family's all falling apart and we just need help. And so um, when they reach out to us, then um, we send them an intake form and um, they fill out the intake form. They get the intake form back to us and then they move on to the process of an interview proce- process with our um, abortion recovery director. And then we actually have a private app. We don't ever share what that app is um, but it is a private space where these ladies can come in and have community and they come in and we have this beautiful community for our tribe where we come in and we just share um, what's happening how we can encourage each other in the Lord and it does not matter if you do not have a relationship with Jesus we welcome you in any way um, and so don't let that be the thing that's like eh, I don't think that they could be my tribe. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> we welcome that. Um, and um, so we also offer once a month Zoom calls and we get on calls. Um, and then just a couple of weeks ago, we actually did this thing um, where we met in person. One of our girls flew in from Louisiana. Another came from Chicago. And uh, we got together and we just spent time together um, we did a whole transition service um, because some of our ladies um, they finished their their um, a- abortion um, forgiveness uh, study, and now they're transi- transitioning into a for, um, pain to purpose, and so um, they will transition transition to that part of the program. And so we got together and we did a whole service for that and recognized them because. It is a process like we have a year process with our program. And so it's so exciting to see those ladies transition into that next season. And uh, so, yeah, I, so can I ask you a question real fast. So, yeah. Is it, Is it always open or do people have to wait? Is
1: there like a waiting list since you said it's a year? So how does that work?
0: Yep. So we are our first part of our program. We have certain a number of um, spots that get filled up and we always have a waiting list always. Um, And so they will start our classes at the um, and get those cities going through. And meanwhile, our second phase of the program is happening at the same time. And so once once we finish, then they just transition. So it's constant um, transitioning once they finish the program. So um, but there is a waiting period we only take a certain amount of time at a certain time. And but if you're not in the class, you're able to be in our community. And you're able to stay connected in our community. And and so that's the benefit of that.
1: So how can people, if, if there was someone listening who needs or wants to get involved with the abortion recovery and healing, where mm-hmm. would they go to find that information?
0: Yep. Yeah, so they can go to SheFoundUsGrace.org. And send us a message about our, our community. It's under the ministry tab. And they send us a message and then we respond back and we let them know that. Um, yeah we get them connected in that way another thing that we have is a hotline number because Mm -hmm. we are seeing women come to us sooner after abortion sometimes 24 hours after having an abortion that's heartbreaking it is and so we are seeing women coming to us way sooner it used to be i didn't know this um but since i'm on national calls um we're always talking about what's happening and um It used to be that it would be women would wait 30 years um, to tell what happened, 20, 30 years. They held on to that secret. What's happening now is these women are getting an abortion pill. And so all of a sudden they're becoming the abortionist and they're like, what did I do? And it's hitting them. They're alone in their home. They're scared. And, and they have so much regret. So we are seeing these ladies so much sooner. And so I actually have a number that they can reach out to us if they need to talk because we are seeing that trend. so let me get that number for you, um, because we want them to know that they are not alone. They can reach out to us. Um, and and if it's not too late, we're going to get them um, connected to the um, abortion pill reversal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want them to have this number, but it's five, five, seven, four, four, zero, zero, five, two, seven, two. Right, And we'll
1: make sure to put all this information in the show notes for everybody. And so you can share it with your friends, share it with anybody who you know who is in need. You
0: know, we we have been too. It's just so devastating. And so for us, um, you know, with our ministry, it's just really a twofold. So we know the ladies who have walked through abortion. So really, we want to help them find their healed voice because we know if they find their healed voice, They're able to talk to abortion minded women, and those women are 85% more likely to change their mind. And so it's really getting our ladies. Yeah, it's really getting our ladies to a place where they can even share their story, so that they can help these women. And eighty-five percent is a pretty large number. Oh, so, yeah, it is. Wow, mm-hmm. that is incredible. I, I love, I love numbers. I mean, I, I don't,
1: I don't ever look at people as numbers, but when you give me information like that, and it makes me really excited. Imagine the army of healed women yep. who could go out there and and help help other women in crisis and need. I mean. Yep. Yeah, oh, Because, because yeah. what, because what you just said, 30 year 20 to 30 years, people, you know, women, women, men, whoever, I mean, because you don't yeah. just serve women, you serve men yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, we, we have me, men that reach out and for us, um, we're we're in the process of building our men's program so that's good um Mm -hmm. but it's definitely definitely like we are able to get them plugged into where they need to be so um but yeah and also with that said in the last year since well i should say since we started our ministry a year ago we've had 18 baby saves during that time so praise the mm -hmm. lord praise the lord so I was
1: also yeah. going to ask you. So if somebody is, does end up on a wait list, how long does that wait list usually last?
0: Yeah. So our wait list, it's usually a, like 10 weeks that we have, um, which seems like a lot for them. But we're walking alongside of them and our app and our team's always reaching out. So it's not, you know, um, just leaving them. So, uh, no, we're not going to leave them high and dry. Like, absolutely not. We are we are making sure that they are connected to a community and um, really being able to love on them in that community. So yeah, so they're not left, um, you know, and sometimes they need that little extra space because I think sometimes we get to this point, where like, we're ready to go. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, what did I just commit to? Yeah. And so it just gives us that space of building those relationships and those friendships so that they know they can trust us. Can you share with us some of the baby <laughs> save stories? I mean, I would love. To oh my them. goodness. Yeah. It's so cool when you have a woman who is just Really struggling, um, just trying to figure out like whatever it is, you know, whether um, one of our Ohio moms, like her, the dad was really pressuring her into aborting her baby. And she just reached out to us and she's like, I really want to do this, but he's my support system. And, and you know, we were able to just walk alongside of her, figure out what her needs were. And I tell you what, I'm so proud of her. Um, Because she chose life and it has not been easy for her. Her husband has not, um, he does still does not want anything to do with this baby. Um, She's struggling with her marriage, uh, lots of things are struggling, you know, lots of struggles, but she said, I can't imagine life without my baby. Like I can't imagine. And um, I'm super proud of her today. She started a job. So she was super excited and texted me about her job that she's going to. And, and what I love about her is she, she's still praying for her husband to come around. Like she's Mm -hmm. still praying for that. And we're praying for that. And I think the rest of us should be praying for that as well. Yep. Yeah, please do. Please do. But I'm just so proud of her. And then um, we have a couple of moms who have um, uh, they've just really stepped up into really hard situations. And they all say the same thing. They can't imagine not having their babies. We we have another couple. They are young. She was 18. And she's like, we don't think we can afford this baby. And Bruce got on the phone with them. And, um, Bruce he walked husband, her, by the way, <laughs> yeah, my husband and, and he like helped the, helped her walk through her budget, which she already knew how to do it, but she just needed that person to say, mm-hmm. you got this right. And, um, you know what they, they had their baby, they're together, they're doing great. And um, I just love them so much. Like, it's so beautiful to see this young couple just thriving. And um, yeah. And so, when you know, when the world have, tells you you can't right. and
1: then God's people step up and say, yes, you can.
0: Yep, and, that's and, right.
1: Oh, Only the <laughs> that's Lord. That's right.
0: Only the Lord, only the Lord and, and they'll, you know, it just need, they just needed one person, one mm-hmm. person to say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And so for us, you know, our goal is always going to meet them in that crisis. And then we transition them to their local support. Like yeah. we want them to have feet on the ground in their area, but we love We love getting their updates. We love getting their texts. Um, We love all of that. Um, And just seeing um, people love on them so much. It's so beautiful. And our girls get excited. And I think for our post-abortive women, it's also like gives them a passion gives them a passion. So as they're walking through their healing process and finding their healed voice and freedom in Christ, they're just like, this is the coolest thing ever that we would be able to do this. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we're just so blessed at what we get to do every day.
1: (laughs) So encouraging and so exciting. And I'm, I am so proud of you for, Mm -hmm being bold and courageous to step out Mm -hmm. and step into this space and just give women a voice when they Mm -hmm. probably feel voiceless. And, um, you know, and, and anybody listening, you may be that one person that needs to speak into someone's life with truth and love, (laughs) you know, you you guys, uh, do we understand the impact that we can have (laughs) Oh, it's mm-hmm. so exciting. So Serena, how can, how can people reach you or actually let me ask yeah. you, so is there anything else? What did we miss? What else? What other kind of fun <laughs> updates
0: do you have? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, there's always something, it's always something going on. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think I just, uh Pray for us. Like, don't, you know, um, you know, when you step out, like you're always going to get hit with spiritual warfare and all Mm -hmm. of that junk. But also um, for us, we um, feel that God's called us for such a time as this. And so, um, you know, pray for our ladies as they boldly step out as well and that they recognize that they're um you know that they've already been fully adopted by our heavenly father that it doesn't matter what people say about us we don't we don't gain our worth from wh- what others say. Um, and so, you know, just continue to pray for our ladies as they walk that out. Um, and, you know, just for us as, you know, we continue to grow. Um, you know, it was never on my radar to have a global ministry. And yet here we are, right? Right. <laughs> um, and the way the so Lord works,
1: we just say yes right?
0: and go. <laughs> we just go. And so, um, yeah, and if there's really someone that's listening that's post a board Like we reach out to us and, and, um, even if you're in the church and you're like, I know I've been forgiven. Um, a common thing we hear is I know I've been forgiven, but I can't forgive myself. And, and something that I want to clear up for that is, you know what, Jesus went on the cross to die for our sins, not for us to forgive ourselves. There would be no point in Him going to the cross if we had to forgive ourselves. And so, um, you know, reach out, let us help you process through that. And, um, you know, God wants to meet you with His grace and turn that pain into purpose. And so, um, you know, we are here, we have a beautiful tribe, and we would welcome you into our tribe. And so that's, that's what I would want to say to someone listening. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so
1: beautiful. And it's, it's the family of God. Like I just, you know, when we say faith, family and filmmaking, I'm like, it's, it's the family of believers. I love talking <laughs> to my brothers and
0: sisters. Yes, oh. absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, and if someone wants to be partner with us, as far as mm-hmm. the Crawford clinic, the healing center, mm-hmm. um, you know what, we have a GoFundMe set up, you can go to She Found His Grace um, Facebook page, and you'll find it on our Facebook page. Um, you can make a donation there to help us with that and if you also just want to hear more about what we do um send us send us a send us a message on our our um website and we're happy to uh communicate and let you know um what what we're doing well serena thank you for joining us today and we are going to have to have you back on the show to hear more about all of your adventures (laughs) Yes, please do. <laughs> all right.
1: Thanks. You guys be sure to share this episode with your friends, family, or anyone you know who needs to know that there's forgiveness and freedom after abortion. Thank you for sticking around to the end. That's all the time we have for today. Have a wonderfully blessed day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday with a special episode on Fearless with Mark and Amber.